I want to say good morning to South Point. My wife and I, babe, give a little wave. She's kind of short. Y'all got to look over there. We're really excited to be with you. And I'm probably more excited. This carpet's probably a good thing because I'm a walker. And they told me I couldn't go very far, so I'm kind of stuck. But I'm excited to give you God's word today. Did you hear what I said? Whose word? Whose word? God's word, not my word. It's not your word, it's God's word. And so what I want to do before we start, I want you to stand in honor of King Jesus and we're going to pray and then we're going to get started. Most gracious Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the worship that we've received. We thank you for everyone that is here. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that this word comes from you and that you'll have every ear attentive, every heart ready to hear and every eye ready to see what you have in store for us this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I hope yesterday you had a wonderful and exciting Christmas. For most people across our community, they did. But church, Christmas in general doesn't come easy for everybody. I know what, where I work every day at Love and Care, I know many, many people could probably take you to most of their homes that have no tree, that have no presence, and have, don't have any large amount of food that most of us had yesterday. And so as when the guys called me, Jeff called and asked if I'd preach today, I felt like we need to pray for everyone that I just talked about. I want you to think about that. And when you leave here today, pray for those in the community that that are a little less fortunate than what we are throughout this holiday season. Amen? Amen? In a few days all across the nation and right here in Abilene, Texas, around midnight, people are going to make this, what do they call it? Resolution. New Year resolutions. And some is going to do it in a pretty good manner where many are going to do it in a really dumb manner. You know what I mean? Some are going to do it sensible. Some are going to do it not very sensible. The practice of New Year's resolutions goes all the way back 3,000 years ago to the ancient Babylonians. On the old Roman calendar, March 15th was the day which began New Year that we have. March day had basically been considered the beginning of spring and a logical time to bring in a new year. But there was a political thing and a military thing that came in that changed January 1st, 153 B.C., became the day to observe the beginning of a new year. So for Christians, some suggest that the celebration should be called uh, right around Advent. And I, and I looked through one of your bulletins when I came a couple of weeks ago, and I see that someone had been teaching you, if you've been reading it and studying it, what Advent was. And I'm not going to go into that, but, but, but folks, there's something about a new year. Amen. We've had a couple of tough ones, hadn't we? Come on, y'all. I'm a preacher that wants people to talk back to me, Burke. Come on. <laughs> I want you to talk back. So, so there's something about a new year. And, and however you're planning to make the new year, uh, you may have resolutions that you do on December 31st. Or some of them like this. I'm going to exercise this body and get better shape. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to diet better. I'm going to lose some weight. Man, that seems like I do that every time. My wife is a good cook. 
Honey, we got to back off them brownies. <laughs> but I don't really want to, but I have to sometime. And then we hear this one at New Year's resolution. I'm going to stop spending so much money. Am I talking to anybody? See, folks, in 2021, 50% said, I'm going to start exercising and I'm going to improve my health. 44% said, I'm going to start eating better. 39% said, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to have a diet plan. And 48% going into 2021 said, I'm going to stop spending so much money. The interesting thing is this is a lot of the normal resolutions that happen, but not all. There were some that said, I'm going to find more time to go to church and I'm going to grow closer to the Lord. Another person said, I'm going to disconnect from my phone. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah on that one. A lot more. And then another person said, I'm going to invest more time with my family. You know, for myself, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I have a prayer that I have prayed the same for many, many, many years, but just a little different. And what it is to me, it's a specific duty that I'm called to do each year. It's something that you're called to do each year. And what it is, is I specifically ask the Lord, much like this, to further his kingdom. Help me, Lord, to further your kingdom and let me be better at sharing your name than I was last year. That's my resolution, if you want to call it that. It's more of a prayer. See, church, committing to a new year resolution has to do with one word. And that word is called commitment. Say it with me. I just want to make sure you're awake. Commitments. I want you to listen to this story. One time there was a chicken and a pig and he was walking in front of a church and they heard the music playing and the chicken's heart was stirred. So the chicken said to the pig, let's give him ham and eggs. And the pig said, well, for you that's an offering, but to me it's total commitment. See, there's a thing about this word commitment. Commitment from the Webster says an agreement or a pledge to do something in the future. But the spiritual commitment is a little different. It's called trusting in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Commitment. The word commitment should mean something in your life. Proverbs 37, 5 says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Let me repeat it again. Psalms 37, 5 says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Church, listen to what I'm saying right here. That means give every part you have to Jesus Christ, the one you say you love. And so that means every fiber that I have, I'm gonna give it to God. I'm not gonna hold back 15%. Total commitment is 100% to Jesus. Holding back will hurt you. See, commitment is this. We commit ourselves to the Father and his kingdom. Commitment is this. We commit our actions, say actions, that will reflect who we are to Jesus. Woo, commitment. See, there's a reason why we come to church. Amen? There's a reason why we come to church. Folks, the, uh, the reason that we uh, we call ourselves believers in Jesus. There's a reason why 
Jesus commands us to walk in him and not in this world. There's a reason why we love Jesus. There's a reason why we forgive others. There's a reason why we have faith in Jesus and forgive like Jesus. There's a reason why we commit our lives to Jesus. As we head into this message, I'm going to give you four points. You've probably figured out what it's about. It's about new commitments. I'm going to give you four new commitments this morning that I hope you can take and I can take into 2022. And everybody said? So number one, if you're taking notes, I think they got it up on the bulletin. I'm going to say it just a little bit different. Number one is I want you to take a new faith. Take a new faith into 2022. If you got your Bibles, how many brought your Bibles today? Uh, some of you. You're a little heavier on this side with the Bibles than we are on this side. But uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we have, have uh, such a large cloud of witnesses, now listen to this, surrounding us, let us lay aside every weight, every weight in sin that is easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith, of, for, of who, now hear this, for the joy that lay before him endured at a cross and despised the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne. Church, this great cloud of witnesses has talked about, I'm gonna call them eight amazing faith builders. They're faith builders that, that came from the chapter before in Hebrews chapter 11. Man, go back and read it. Chapter 11 is incredible. It's a powerful chapter. Their faithfulness was incredible. And here's why, why is because we should be encouraged by these faith builders because they never lost their faith. Their faith stayed all the way through, all the way till they came face to face with the Messiah. When we look in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, there's those words, call of endurance. Call to endurance. Endurance means fortitude, resolution, uh, durability. It means strength, survival, patience, and ability to prolong hardship. But look here, calling us to endure the race is sometimes tough in 2020, wasn't it? It was kind of tough in 2021, wasn't it? But church, listen, remember, we are not struggling alone. Those people before us struggle just like we are right now. Come on, that's the truth. If you read it, they struggled as well, but they hung in with their Christ. They hung in there with their Lord. Folks, there, there is not one of us, and I want you to catch this, there's not one of us that does not get frustrated or discouraged in this room. There's not one of us. From time to time, it happens. It's the way you control your frustration. But listen to this. That doesn't mean you should ever give up on Jesus because life is being difficult. I know many Christians who become frustrated and defeated because their needs aren't being met the way they want it. Their wants, their desires, maybe expectations aren't immediately met even though they say they believe in Jesus. They want to give up so quickly and say, well, I'm done. He doesn't answer my prayers. I'm done. He's not there for me. They stop reading their Bible. They stop praying. They stop getting on their knees. They stop going to church and they use every excuse possible. And sadly enough, they give up on Jesus and the church. Are you with me today? See, the running the race to Jesus has called before us and every one of us in this sanctuary is this. 
We have to take a new faith into 2022. What is a new faith? I'm going to read it to you right here. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. I want you to catch this. This is really important. There's three different things that are mentioned about new faith, and it's in in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In Matthew chapter 9, we're going to read that, beginning in verse 14, going through 17. I think it's up on your screen. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but that your disciples do not fast? Now, there was a question there. He asked them. Jesus answered, and it's beautiful if you read the word and very slowly, you'll always see Jesus comes back with a question. A lot of times. He answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? There's a question. The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk clothes in, on an old garment. For the patch will pull away from the garment, making, the t- making tear worse. The tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do so, the skin will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskin will be ruined. Now church, listen to this closely. He says, no, they will, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. During this time, fasting wasn't the issue that Jesus was, was addressing. He was providing an illustration, church, about the nature of his kingdom. And so what happens, he explained that the new wine was never poured onto or into the old wine skin because the fermenting gases would put pressure on the skin and cause it to what? Split, burst. Good answer. Jesus said, he told them, No one sews a patch of unshrink cloth on an old wine or old garments. Listen to this. For the patch will pull away from the garment and making it tear worse. See, church, the new faith that Jesus was giving them, I believe, could not be patched onto the old Jewish religion and could not be poured into the old wineskin of Judaism. Folks, if your faith, now catch this, if your faith is based on what you do, the old garment and the old wineskin, but if your faith, listen to this, is based on what Jesus has done for you, there's a difference. Through his death on the cross, it is like a new garment or wineskin that Jesus uses. It's not about so much what we do for him, it's what he does through us and in us. See, a new faith centered in life of Jesus involves real commitment. Real, say real commitment. It, commit, it, it, it has to do with hard work. And it has to do with faithful dedication. Hebrews 10.38 says, And my righteousness ones will live by faith. Listen to that. My righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. Woo. Point number two, you still glad you're here? You still glad you're here? Come on, wake up, South Point. 
Number two, take a new position in 2022. What do I mean by new position? When you step into the new year, choose a new position of your life. Stay away from the old. Old does not work. I've tried it and it doesn't work. Help anybody else? Yes, many of us. Choosing a new position in 2022 is positioning yourself on a rock instead of sinking sand. Go with me to Psalms 40, verse 2. It says, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the muddy and mere or mire. He set his feet upon the rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Thank you, Lord. See, when, when we're in a muddy hole, and I've been there, anybody else? I've been in many of them, and they're hard to get out of, especially when I'm working in the old or walking in the old and not in the new. And so <clears throat> we become vulnerable for attacks, and, and easily we can lose our balance in this muddy, muddy pit. But if we make, church, every effort if we make every effort to stand firmly on a solid ground, allowing, hear this, allowing the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God to transform our lives, and we allow Him to have not 75%, 120% commitment to Him, we will be on a solid rock, amen? And not in a muddy hole. Matthew 7, 24, 27, Jesus gave a parable saying, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Man, we're growing up in church, many of us have heard this. But think about it while you're older. He says, the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Again, church, proper, the proper foundation for your life is with Jesus and his word. There is no other way. That's the foundation that we have to hold on to is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and his word. The spiritual meaning of this parable, I believe, is that each one of us here have some type of foundation that we're on right now. You're either on a rock or you're on sinking sand. And you say, well, Brother Mark, man, I didn't know you was going to come tell me about this. No, I'm not telling you. Jesus is telling you. See, I don't know where you are today in life. I, I know where I am and, and the foundation, but a wise man and a wise woman who loves Jesus and follows in his word, and that's why I started it out, in his word, despite what the world says or does, if you walk in Christ, you are going to be good. But if we walk over here where the world says this is good, we're going to sink quickly. Amen? Number three, take a new assurance, a new assurance into 2022. This one's important, very important. The tougher this world becomes, and it will get tougher, we all need assurance that Jesus is with us every day. 
But right here, I'm gonna add a little bit more to it because what I'm talking about is a new assurance in your salvation. See, folks, too many people I hear on the street or wherever it is, and most of them all Christians say, but Brother Mark, I'm not sure I'm saved. But wait a minute, you go to church? Yeah, but. You say you love Jesus? Yeah, but. I'm not sure, though, if I died today, I would go to heaven. Church, listen to this. Those people go around with their heads down. Ooh, I'm about to get excited. Their heads down, their shoulders slumped over, and there's no hope because they're afraid because Satan has pulled their joy away from them. Don't let the enemy pull your joy or your salvation away from you because you might have had a bad year or a bad two years. 2020 could be, 2022 could be the best year you've ever had. But don't let the enemy strip you of your joy because here's what happens. Those folks begin to doubt their belief. They begin to doubt their salvation because they don't see signs about their genuine life and faith and lives. But folks, hear this. If this is you this morning, cross the room. If this is you this morning, I'm asking you, overcome your doubt. Overcome your doubt. Stop allowing the enemy to put thoughts in your mind that you're not saved if you've truly accepted Christ Jesus as Lord of your life. You say, I believe in the Lord with all my heart. You say, he died for me on the cross. He shed his blood for me. He was buried. He rose from the grave. If you believe that and you've spoke it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, you are saved. Take that new assurance into 2022, Amen. I was reading an article not long ago from Pastor Adrian Rogers, and he said it this way. Somebody once said, if you could have it and not know it, you could lose it and not miss it. But the truth is, if you have salvation, you know it. And if you have it and know it, you can never lose it. Pastor Adrian Rogers. Church, finding new assurance of salvation is in the objective truth of God's word and his promises. You have confident assurance and trust that you are saved. 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4 says these words, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the truth. This word's never going to change. Because the truth is the truth, amen? And so that's what he's saying. When you get saved, you come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth of Christ Jesus, the Lord. See, folks, one of the beautiful things I think that Jesus did, he gave us an ample instruction of how we can know we're saved. 1 John 5, 13 says, I write these things who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Eternal life is not based on feelings. I think I am. It doesn't work that way. It's based on the facts that the Savior of the world, the Messiah, is inside you. He lives inside you. He died for all of your sins, not one. Say it with me, all. John 10, 27, 28, and 29. Here, I love this passage. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. Who's the sheep? 
Those who are what? Saved. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. That's beautiful right there. No one can snatch them out of my hand. And here it is. My father who is giving them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Jesus gives us a wonderful picture right here. How he securely holds his loving hands around his children. Sons and daughters of his kingdom. He holds us. Giving us, let's call it a double assurance. That takes us into 2022. Eternal life. Number four in the last point. Take a new testimony into 2022. Now this one's a tough for many people, Christians. Because most don't understand the power in a testimony. Church, if someone were to ask you today, and I don't need an answer, but if someone were to ask you today, do you have a testimony in Jesus Christ? Do you have one? Do you have a testimony that you can tell me about what God's done in your life? Is there one inside you? See, too many folks, and I teach evangelism training classes all the time in seminars, a lot of people say, well, I don't have a testimony. I was at a Baptist church not far from here, going south, and I had been teaching for two days or two nights, and I stood up there and I talked about testimony, and an elderly lady, I'm gonna say roughly between 75 and 80 years old, raised her hand. She was sitting right out here. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, Mark, I don't have a testimony. And I said, you don't? She said, no. I said, well, come up here. She said, oh, no, I'm not coming up there. (laughs) And she slowly made her way, and I was standing down there, and she slowly made way up, and, and I said this. I said, tell me your name. She told me her name. I said, how long have you been going to church? She told me. I said, well, tell me about your husband. She said, well, my husband was a deacon in this church for like 50 years, and and man, we would read the Bible together. And I said, tell me a little bit more about you. She said, well, I'm saved in Jesus' name. You see what she's doing? What's she doing, church? She's telling me her testimony. But it's sad to me that I had to tell her on that night, you have a testimony nobody else told her. See, going into 2022, church, Bible says in Acts chapter four, verse 32 and 33, all believers, what did it say? Say it loud. All believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of the possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. That's amazing to me. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's grace, whose grace? God's grace was so powerful at work in them all. Folks, testimony, a testimony in your life, if you would allow the Lord to speak through you, would be a lifestyle of words that open up a whole new life for you in 2022. Is it hard? Yeah, it's hard. Your testimony 
must be a public thing. Oh, well, Brother Mark, I can't do that. You have to do that. You have to do that. Because here's why. Every day you and I face people that are going to go to hell. Every day. They know they're not saved or they think they're saved. And Jesus says, I'm going to use you, Mark, Bill, Susie, Betty, John, whoever it may be, to share my name with that person. I need you to tell them about me. I need you to tell them how much you love me. See, so a testimony of public becomes its purpose to tell others what Jesus has done for you. It's telling people about, hear this, please, the one that you love the most, and it should be Jesus. It should be Jesus Christ. Friends, in your Christian walk, there's got to be an evidence of new testimony. Of people that you're around every day. Jesus wants to use you to help change them. Did somebody ever tell you about Jesus? Sure they did. Could have been a preacher. It could have been someone at your job. Could have been a neighbor that lives next door to you. Could have been a Sunday school teacher. It could be anybody. But here's what I almost hear. But Brother Mark, that was back then. Acts chapter 4, 32, 33 was back then. That's when they testified. No, it's now in 2021. We're called to testify that Jesus Christ is Lord and he has what? Risen and he is alive in me and you. Didn't get a lot of amens out of that, Lord. I'm not sure they got it. I'm not sure they got that one. See, I'm going to go ahead and say this because I believe it. We can make all the excuses, Josh, we want. We can make all the excuses we want about not testifying and telling people about Jesus. But a life that is dedicated, a life that is committed truly to follow the Messiah, the one that died for everybody in here, your testimony going into 2022 will be phenomenal if you'll just open your mouth for Jesus. Phenomenal. Just say, man, I just want to tell you about something. And they may not listen. That's okay. Don't get offended if they're not listening. Go to what? the next person. Testify, testify, testify. 1 Peter 2, 21. For, this, for to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Not in the preachers, not in your friend, not in your mom and dad, not in your grandma and grandpa, in his steps. Jesus' steps. 
Follow in his steps. Let your new testimony be then. Josh, as they come up, I want to finish with this. In 2020 and 2021, it's been tough, right? It's been tough. Tough years for most people. It may have been difficult for someone in here. But if you would take God's word, his holy word, and his truths, and apply it to your life, don't be afraid of it. Apply it to your life. Take the new faith, take the new position, take the new assurance, and take the new testimony into 2022. I believe with all my heart that your life will be different. I believe that. I also believe that that there's somebody in here that's going, man, I'm getting this. I'm getting what you're saying, Mark. I really, really want to do better in my testimony because I've been saved a long time and, and man, I've known Jesus, but I'm just afraid to, to say something. Anybody like that here today? Anybody? Thank you, thank you. Anybody? Thank you. Anybody else? I want to do better in my testimony. Is there somebody here that says, you know what? <laughs> I need a little better faith, Brother Mark. A little stronger faith. Anybody like that? Anybody? See, I need all four. I don't know about you, but I need new faith. I need new assurance in my salvation. I need testimony. And I need a new position because I'm tired of sinking. Anybody else? I want to stand on a rock that's firm and that's the only way I can do it is through my Messiah. There's no other way. I'm not that strong, but he is strong. And so I challenge you today. You may have me back. You may not have me back. So I'm going to give you all I got. I challenge you today to say, no more, Satan. No more. I'm standing in Christ Jesus. I'm standing in him today, and I'm going to walk with my Lord. When my Lord says, speak, I don't know what to say, but I'm going to tell somebody in 2022 about Jesus. And I'm going to somehow learn how to stand on the truth of his word. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, today is your day, as every day is. You know, church, Lord, I, I don't know if this church does this or not, but we're going to do it today. I just challenge people in a very loving way, Lord, to say, I want more of you, God. I want more faith. I want more assurance in my salvation. I want more testimony in my life. And I need a new position. 
If that's you, I'd like for you to quietly get out of your chair and come up here and stand at this altar so I can pray for you. I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm asking you to be strong in Jesus' name for 2022. Anybody like that? Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else? Come on up here to the altar. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else? We have time. Anybody else? Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. 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 Anyone else? The Lord's knocking. Amen. You come. We have room. was told by an old temp, uh, mentor of mine years and years ago, this old altar has been here for years. And the old altar will never go away. It's a place that you just lay your life at the Lord's feet. Anybody else? If you would, just stretch your, strength, your hand out towards these folks right here. If you're a believer in Christ, stretch your hand out. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask from the right all the way across the left. And Father, I know there's people even that didn't stand up that want this prayer. God, we need your help in 2022. Every one of these that's come have said, Lord, here am I. I want new faith. They're saying, make my faith stronger. And Father, the way they do that is stepping out and they've done that today. First step. Father, I pray for their assurance that their salvation won't be wavered and, and that they'll really truly know that you are their God and Savior and that Satan can't hurt them at all and put doubt and their fear in their mind. God, let their salvation be strong in you. Father, give them testimony in 2022. Give them a position that stands firmly on the rock and not sinking sand. Let us all stand that way, Lord. Father, I ask incredible blessings over them. Now, if you all would, stand, please. And I ask the power and the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name.